Hello and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Jordan Peterson talks about broken relationships. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Divorce is very complicated. Like, it's not so bad if you get divorced to someone who's reasonable. But often the reason that you're getting divorced is that one or the other or both of you aren't that reasonable. And what that might mean is that you might be negotiating with someone whose basic goal is to make sure that you don't have another day of success in the next 20 years. And that's why so many men are walking away from marriages in 2023. Because the way that the laws work... A girl has the power to cheat on you. And then not only can she do that, it ruins you. It ruins your children. It ruins your finances for the next 20 years. Imagine that. Girls have that much power over you. So a lot of guys are just choosing, you know what? I don't think I will get into that situation. And if that's their goal, they will attain it. So, and there's lots of ways people do that, and they usually do it by holding their children hostage. And people will definitely do that. They do it all the time, you know. So, you want to avoid that. And then, you know, then, of course, it's hard on the relationship you have with your children. And, like, that's, those are probably the most relation, important relationships you have in your life. You know, it's like, might be parents, might be siblings, might be your, your partner, might be your kids, but I think when it comes right down to it. By the way, Jordan used the red flag word, partner. Your parents are old, and so are you, but your kids aren't. And they're just as close, plus they need you. And so you start twisting and messing that about, boy. It's hard on your psyche. It's hard on the kids, too. So, you know... So then I'm just thinking about that and what you said about how that's a cost. If you if you mess it up, that and that's like a five year cost. That's a, that's it costs you, right? Oh, and it might be a fifteen year cost if you're in a custody battle, and it'll yeah. cost you a quarter of a million dollars. Right. Right. So imagine this: you got into a relationship with a girl, you thought everything was great, right? Then all of a sudden it goes not so great. Divorce happens. You have to pay 250 grand. You lose your children. You lose your house. You lose all of the effort and work and struggle that you put in to become the kind of man that's able to be successful and have a family and provide for a family, raise a family. You lose all that. Before, in the old system, when a divorce happened, the man got the children by default. And the woman was thrown out on the street. Yeah, you want a divorce? Cool, get out of here. That's how it used to be. And men got married. 95% of men got married. Okay, shilling time. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian on Tom M. Just click more underneath the video. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Go to my Patreon and subscribe. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios books. Shilling is done. Thank you. Let's continue. Right. Or, or let's more. say, yeah, but like, is it then, would you say, like being a psychologist, that it's better for people to 
like pursue a relationship that's like not good to continue to do that and possibly incur further costs than it is to just cut it off because it wouldn't divorce me. Okay, it's a complicated question. What I would say is don't make the kind of mistakes that get you into such a stupid relationship to begin with. Okay, because that's the answer to that question. And the way you do that is by trying not to delude yourself any more than is absolutely necessary. And that means when you're in the damn relationship, tell the person the truth and try to figure out what the truth is for you. And don't put up with any nonsense and stand up for yourself. And also aim towards the good. You know, If you do all those things, then your relationship is probably going to work. If you're trying to do all those things, really, and you have a partner that will not do that, then leave. So, okay, there's a lot of good in what Jordan said. So let's talk about the don't put up with nonsense. Okay, a lot of guys don't even know what nonsense means. So let me explain what nonsense from a girl in a relationship actually looks like, okay? Having male friends, that's nonsense. Having social media where she's posting pictures of herself online, that's nonsense. Having... Uh, going on girls' nights out, that's nonsense. Going on vacations by herself, that's nonsense. Going on girls' trips, that's nonsense. Having dating apps, that's nonsense. Having a quote-unquote friend at work, that's nonsense. Talking about past men, non-stop, all the time, that's nonsense. Having an end count that's astronomical, that's nonsense. Having a sketchy past where she did illicit substances, that's nonsense. You see, guys, there's a lot of nonsense that you're not to put up with. So, a lot of it can just be prevented. In the first date, you listen to what they say, and if they mention anything sketchy, you don't get into a relationship with that girl. You can be friends with benefits, sure, but that is the max. So if they mention a bunch of different guys, probably their encounter is astronomical. If they mention doing, you know, one of these illicit substances one time, well, that's like, you see what I'm saying? You're listening for all of this stuff. So you don't get into that position in the first place. Here is the kind of girl you're looking for, for a long-term relationship. Are you ready? Fit, feminine, submissive, cooperative, and bedroom fun loyal. Those are the traits she needs to have. And if she doesn't have those traits... You're going to have a bad time. So that's what nonsense looks like, okay? We're, we're not out here accepting nonsense. And if she's giving you nonsense, we're not out here giving a relationship to girls like that. Why would you ever do that? Okay, let's continue. But it's a rare person who won't do that if they're stepped along the way properly and they learn how to do it. Now, not everyone's like that because you do run into some people who are basically devoted towards mayhem and trouble, you know, right. but usually, you know, a person is a balance of striving for the good and, you know, messing about in the hell, and, you know, you're both like that when you start a relationship and you try to tilt it towards the good, and then you won't run into that problem, so, but you have to do that right from the beginning of the relationship, Indeed. you know. That's called boundaries, and you have to have them from the beginning. The boundaries you set at the beginning are the most important. Oh, uh, here's, here's some important stuff I forgot to mention. The frame. Okay. The frame of the relationship from the outside needs to be this. 
She looks up to you and she follows you. She wants to do what you want to do. She wants to go along with your life plan. That is the frame of the relationship. It's never she is ordering you around. It's never that. It's when you want something, she does it. Or she sees the best way to do it um, in a way that, that helps both of you. I, I, hope, I hope I explained that properly. She's trying to please you. She's not trying to cause you pain or trying to get her way every single second. Because that's, that's a problem. That's the frame of the relationship. The frame of the relationship should be the man is the prize. And if the frame of your relationship is not the man is the prize, you're going to have a very, very bad time, guys. It doesn't take that much to corrupt a relationship so that it's not really salvageable. Enough mistakes, three or four acts of infidelity, you're done. You're not going to come back from that because the fundamental element of trust has been removed. And then you can't communicate with the person because you don't know if they're telling you the truth. And then you don't know if you're dealing with reality. And if you're not dealing with reality with your partner, it's like, good luck fixing that. Yeah, um, <laughs> cheating is not nonsense. Cheating is the end of a relationship, right? That's that's like, I didn't say it because obviously we as men want a girl that's not going to cheat on us, right? If a girl cheats on you, She's not your girl. She's everybody's girl. So there's no point in being in a relationship with her. It's just a waste of your time, right? Um, like, the kind of girl that would cheat on you would n- should never have ever gotten to the point of being in a relationship with you anyway, is, is what I'm getting at here. It's like you're working on a ghost car while the real one is sitting in the shop with the motor out, you know? It's not going to get you anywhere. So a lot of the issue is don't get in the trouble to begin with. Indeed. If you are in the trouble, well, then you try to straighten yourself out and see if you can fix it. Well, if you can't, your options aren't great. That's right. And it depends on the particularities of the situation. Now, now, I have people that I counsel, it's like, leave that person. And the rule is, they're lying to you, they aren't aiming up, and you won't be able to tolerate being with them for 10 years without... Becoming resentful, alcoholic, and homicidal. So that's a bad outcome. There's nothing you can do to avoid it, so you might as well leave. But, you know, you have to have that sorted out. It has to be the truth, because it's no fun. It's no good to leave someone who's struggling in, a, in the lurch, you know? And you think, well, I'm with this person. They're not going anywhere. You know, maybe they have an alcohol problem, and they're resentful. It's like, but I'm all they've got. Well... They bloody well better want to have to fix that because you're not going to be able to fix it. All that'll happen is you'll end up in the same place. Now, if they really want to fix it more than anything, and they're willing to tell the truth about it and willing to interact with you, then there's a ghost of a chance you might pull through it. Yeah, but th- these are rare things, right? Like, um, oftentimes girls will get into relationships with these illicit substance takers because they like the fun of it. Um, and they might even marry the guy, right? And they'll stay with him because they love the ups and downs of the of the substances, right? Of, of what the substances do to her feelings about how everything is progressing. Uh, but it doesn't mean it makes a stable relationship or one where you can have children uh, that grow up in a nice household, right? 
again, that's not the sort of relationship that you want, obviously. But it's very hard to fix someone, and it's really hard to fix someone who does not want to be fixed. And there's lots of people like that. Right. So. I was just going to say, like, personally, I know my parents divorced when I was, like, three. So um, I know that a lot of people say, like, you're harming the kids if you um, get divorced. And I've, I've had to deal with a lot of, like, the tension between, like, choosing your parent. Yeah. Um, what did I want to mention? The best outcomes for children come from marriages, Right? where the man and woman stay together. If you can't stay together, then you shouldn't be having children with the person. Because what you'll end up doing is ruining the life of the, of the child. So you prevent that before it happens. Don't ruin the life of your children by having them with a person that you can't stay together with. Which one do you agree with? But um, when everyone asks, like, do you like are you upset they got divorced? I'm like, I like, I see how much they fight now, and I can't imagine having that happen like 24 seven and being in that household. Yeah, well, I mean, this is why there isn't an answer to the question. Yeah. There's it depends on the particularities of the situation, and so a lot there's there's lots of situations where a general answer doesn't suffice. But I would say it is this is a tough one. I can tell you what's happened since the divorce laws got, got liberalized. Very bad things have happened since then, by the way. Since uh, no-fault divorce, before you needed fault divorce. You had to prove infidelity. You had to prove, uh, you know, criminality. You had to prove uh, illicit substance use. And then you could, you could uh, divorce legally. You had to prove that in court beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, when it became no-fault divorce, girls can just say, I'm unhappy and destroy you. And obviously that doesn't lead to good outcomes, as you can imagine. The first thing that happens is that all of you are going to be divorced at about the same rate as people would have 30 years ago. Because rich people still get married. And they generally don't get divorced. Poor people do not get married. And that's like 60% of the population. And it's ramping up quick. And there's no evidence whatsoever that that's anything but catastrophic. So kids who are raised by single parents do not do as well. Indeed. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't some single parents who are doing a stellar job. Obviously there are, and there's some married parents that do a terrible job. That's not the issue. The issue is the bulk of the evidence, and the bulk of the evidence strongly suggests that children who are raised with two parents do better. Indeed. Well, duh. Why? Well, why? It's impossible to raise children. Jesus, they're expensive, they're troublesome, they're <laughs> smart, and they're useless. That's right. Yeah. And not only that, um, basically you need two brains to deal with one brain is, is, the, is what it boils down to. You know, so, and you've got them for 20 years. It's like, you're going to do that by yourself? Sure you are. You know, you're going to be working at a horrible job 40 hours a week or more like a retail job, for example, where they just treat you like a slave. And then you're going to go home to your miserable kids exhausted. It's like, that's not fun. And, you know, it's increasingly the norm for huge chunks of our population. Like, elitist liberal types, like all of you, for example, don't pay much attention to what happens to people who are actually poor. 
But as far as I can tell, it's been a bloody catastrophe for them. You know, there's an old saying, when the upper class gets a cold, the lower class gets pneumonia. And you right. know, the thing about that saying, it's true. It's like it's not a metaphor. It's literally the case. If an epidemic sweeps through a population, the population dies from the poor people upward because they're so damn stressed. That's so actually true. Absolutely true, without a doubt. Without a doubt true. Uh, and, uh, yeah, something that's important to note is that this is why you as a man, you need to work to be competitive and successful because you want to avoid the outcomes of these poor people. You want to really avoid them. You want to have the best life possible for your children if you can manage it. Oh, you know, I would say... With regards to marriage, now I've been married a long time. It's just about it's 26 years now, you know. And I've noticed a bunch of things about marriage. One is, two brains are better than one. And so if you actually communicate with your partner, because they're not like you, it's like you have a corpus callosum between you, you know. And they'll tell you things that you don't understand, you know, like when you're being stupid. You know, in a typically feminine way, say, or a typically masculine way, or in whatever stupid way you manage to be stupid, they'll point that out to you, you know. And that can be really helpful, even though it's extremely annoying, you know. And they can help you make decisions, and they're a good place to, they're a good place to confess to, you know. No, you don't want to confess to your wife. Don't ever do that. And with regards to helping you make decisions, sure. You as the man are the ultimate decision maker. That's, that should be the frame. And she should want that to be the frame. Uh, but of course, asking for her input is nice. It is helpful. Um, and should be taken into account, right? Unless it's totally unreasonable, right? But no, that's absolutely true. That, that actually does make sense. Oh, and it's really helpful when you're trying to figure out how to discipline children so that you're not a pathetic milksop who lets them run all over you. That's or right. a tyrant who, you know, likes to beat them with a stick when they sneeze. You know, hopefully you kind of find some pleasant middle ground in there. And it's a lot easier to do that with two people than with one. And then they can spell you off when you're exhausted. Particularly useful if you have small children. Because you will be exhausted when you have small children. You know, plus the narrative of your life has continuity. And that's nice. You know, and if your home is set up properly, it's actually a pleasure to go to it. You know, it is a, it is a buttress against the chaotic... And, and uncaring external world, because the external world, in many ways, doesn't give a damn about you. Indeed, that is absolutely true without a shadow of a doubt. No one in this world cares about you, except for your family, close family. Like, when I say close, I mean 50% related to you, right? So your parents, your siblings, and hopefully your significant other cares about you, but as a, as a man... Uh, she'll care about you when you're attractive, successful, competitive, you know, when you meet the hypergamous filter, right? Which is few men. If she sees you as Chad and looks up to you, then, right, she'll love you. Oh, but only then. And that's what they don't tell you, right? When you're, uh, when you're growing up, that a, a woman's love is dependent entirely on your ability to, to succeed and your ability to be competitive. They don't love um, the way you love as a man. They, they don't. Women don't love the same way. You know, 
So if you go home and it's set up reasonably well, it's like, hey, you've got somewhere to belong. That's not so bad. Um, just uh, another um, another related situation that has personal relevance for me and might for other people too. That um, in in many situations, like when something bad happens, uh, you know, okay, yeah, I've got to do some kind of reparative thing, right? And uh, so, say it's like a health scare, you go, okay, I got to work on my diet. And then it's a divorce. It's like, all right, well, I got to work through why I didn't think I was headed for a divorce for the last twenty years, but now it just happened. And but. But in some situations, people know they got to repair, but they don't want to get something that would actually be repairing. So they go to people who are specialists in like other areas of, of like personal psychological dealings and stuff like that. Anything but divorce, like attention deficit, work on your attention skills, or like work on these, uh, or like um, assertiveness training or something like that. But like they're not, they're like they're diligently avoiding the heart of the matter. And well, what would you okay. make of that? And, and if you were in a family with somebody like that. Is there something you can do? Well, you know, some situations are like Humpty Dumpty, right? There's no putting it back together. Yeah. Now, but again, in terms of avoidance of those situations, yeah. it's like, you think about that hierarchy again. Well, divorce is a low-resolution, high-impact solution, because it just tears a chunk of that hierarchy out and throws it away. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, and it's costly. Yeah. It's going to hurt you. Okay, so then you think, well, what, what might you do instead of that? And the real answer is solve the damn problems as they arise. You know, and that's hard, and it, it requires drilling down. It really requires drilling down. So one of the things I want to build, for example, which I haven't built yet, it's kind of like going to be like this future authoring thing that you guys do. I want to build a problem-solving matrix for, for couples. Like, because it, here's how not to get divorced from your wife. Figure out how to set the table properly. Now, what does that mean? It's really, really complicated. It's like, who's going to cook? When are they going to cook? Why are they cooking? How should you respond to it? Who buys groceries? What are the groceries going to be? Who's going to put them away? How do you say thanks when someone does something for you in the domestic environment? And what's happened, and this is part of the death of God, roughly speaking, is that the roles are gone. Okay, and what that means is you better be awake, because it turns out that running a kitchen in a house is unbelievably complicated and difficult. And so you have to negotiate how to do it, and you're a terrible negotiator. You don't know how to decompose the damn problem to the point where you can solve it. You won't admit what you want, you won't admit what you're like, you won't pay any attention to what actually irritates you. You know, so you like to think that you're nice and easy to get along with, but you're not. You're basically Hitler. Uh, okay, so it's actually quite interesting. What Jordan is getting at is the is the idea that you have to break down all of the problems in the household and 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 like basically figure out all of these micro situations and how to deal with them, uh, so that when they ha so that you have a plan before they happen, so that things don't crash. Is the is the idea? Um, kind of like this this idea. I think I think there's wisdom in it. All right, let's go on to the Reddit article. This was posted five hours ago on relationship advice. So the guy's 31, his girlfriend is 28. She's secretly asking exes for massage bo uh, bookings. My long-term girlfriend is a professional massage therapist who recently found out is offering appointments to exes, including a. Uh, uh, F star star K buddy she was seeing around the same time we met. 
After a few months of us dating, she called things off with said person and she wanted a relationship and he just wanted something casual. Fast forward a couple weeks ago and he messaged to book an appointment. The message came up on our Apple CarPlay in the truck on accident and she got really defensive and unconvincingly explained it was a gym friend. It started to make me feel really uneasy and a few nights ago I noticed he messaged again and she'd offered him some appointments. I then noticed another friend of a friend she had booked a few months back but cancelled was in fact another ex. This time, however, her love from college, who they'd been in a serious relationship for a few years. He messaged her a few months back to catch up. They've been messaging non-stop and it didn't take long uh, before a few drink messages were sent. He regrets her leaving and was jealous of the life my girlfriend and I were making and wanted it to be him. She would regularly mention they were both in relationships and nothing could happen. But, I, but did confess she still had feelings for him, Alpha Widow. The only reason the messages stopped is because he said she'd got the wrong idea when booking a massage and he stopped replying to her. I'm under a lot of stress for various reasons and wonder if anxiety is getting the better of me and making me paranoid. Another part of me thinks she can't be that genuinely naive to the whole situation. I can't confront the situation without letting her know I've read her messages and if it's nothing, I've ruined the trust uh, they're equal if you don't talk this out. So guys, this is her cheating on him. That's the smoking gun. Let's see what the comments say. Uh, I don't think there is a happy ending for you. Just flat out ask her good luck. Yeah, she's cheating on him with all these guys. 100%. Uh, sounds like the trust is gone even if you don't confront it. I would be heading for the exit. The lying and texting is a serious problem. I'm pretty sure the only reason she didn't cheat on you is that her ex wasn't into it. She was fishing for a reason to jump into his bed. Indeed. She wants to have a backup plan. She's not cheating already. However, I'd consider what she's playing at uh, is micro-cheating. She's throwing out lines to keep her exes close. This isn't normal behavior. This is behavior of lo- someone looking for validation from outside sources. Have the conversation. If it makes you feel uneasy, it's definitely enough to confront her. Yeah, guys, don't be afraid to rock the boat. <laughs> like, ultimately, if she's if she's a cheater, you'll be very happy that you rock the boat now as opposed to you know in five years down the line when she's cheated with every tom dick and harry on, on the block right all right we're going to end the video there if you're new to the channel liking the content hit that sub hit all for notifications drop me a donation like hunter m adrian o and tom m shout out to them buy my books at bit.ly slash books and go to my patreon at subscribe patreon.com slash the headiest blog thank you so much for listening guys especially if you listen to the end I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.